The Michael Hatfield Remax team presents Real Estate and More. Bay Area real estate is different than in all of America. And why? What's up with home buyers? What's on sellers' minds? How is the market? And much, much more. Now, here's your host, Michael Hatfield. Good morning. My guest this morning can best be introduced as an experienced television and radio talk show host, a financial planner of some 30 years, an author of a book that he did regarding financial planning and an experienced world traveler. I've asked him and his bride before they left on this uh, recent trip when they visited India, Dubai, Turkey, Greece and its islands. Italy and Africa to come back with some ideas regarding housing and how it fits into the retirement industry. That's what exactly he has done. And we're going to talk a bit about that today. There's no possibility anybody knows any more about retirement and great ideas and places to retire than our guest, Mr. Pat Vitucci. Welcome, Pat Vitucci. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for having me today. It's my pleasure. In fact, uh, it's it's a little bit different. Uh, usually, I've been on your show, and now turning around, and uh, you're uh, on uh, this fledgling guy's show, coming out trying to make things happen. But our focus today is on places that people could go to retire and how it connects uh, to real estate and how important real estate actually can be. We're going to start with the Bay Area, and uh, and go from there. So uh, many folks at retirement age contemplate moving to other states, perhaps other countries for financial reasons, taxes, cost of living, politics, and um, sense of community and a host of other reasons. The last I heard, more than 300,000 folks annually are moving out of California elsewhere to elsewhere locations and state taxes are just one reason. What states are you aware of that have no state taxes, Pat? Well, it, it, it's interesting when, when when I've been consulting with uh, soon to be retired couples or already retired couples. And certainly we know living in the Bay Area, uh, a large preponderance of somebody's net worth is locked into to their home. Those expensive two by fours we bought for you know, $69,000 30 years ago is now, you know, a million two sixty nine or whatever that number is. It's a big number. So it represents uh, kind of an inordinate percentage of somebody's net worth. And so the question is, have you been diligent in funding 401ks, IRAs, along with the growth of the value of your of your real estate? As we know, through our 30 and 40 year work career, lots of issues come up that uh, will will uh, compromise your ability to keep pounding away at your retirement monies. And so depending upon your, your, um, your trail that you've left behind and uh, kids and healthcare and all the other issues and maybe taking care of your, your parents, you wake up and you're 65 or 67 or 70 years old and you say, okay, I here's my financial net worth picture. And you've got some 401ks, some IRAs, maybe some annuities, and then you've got real estate. And so you've got to now conclude, what do I do next? And so a, a, a whole collection of issues comes into play about your decision, whether you stay in the Bay Area or 
whether you move elsewhere. And certainly your interest. What, what are your? Are you a golfer? Are you a fisherman? Uh, do you like to go to the library? Do you like to watch soap operas? All those issues are what I define as your. What are your interest levels? And in, for you and or if you're married, what about weather? Do you like the the weather? You're living in in the Bay Area or. Uh, would you prefer something warmer, colder, uh, whatever? Certainly a big issue, one of the probably the biggest issues is healthcare. We all know healthcare is important and America does have the best healthcare system on the planet. People from, come from many other countries to utilize our, our healthcare system. Politics, are you okay with the political climate of where you live? Um, that can sometimes be very annoying or sometimes um, very, very uh, comfortable. And the cost of living. We know California is very, very, very expensive. We know that. Uh, so how does that tie in to your, to your net worth and your, your cash flow? Sense of community and your family connections. If, if you left the area, would you leave your family behind? And would you leave your community about all your friends? Um, so all those things, Michael, kind of ties into uh, kind of the basic rudiments of, of, of the geography. What about the geography of where you, where you want to be? And you've, you've, you've been in real estate for many years, and you know the barrier is hard to beat in terms of climate, in terms of healthcare, right? You cannot... One, the first one that I think you mentioned is that in the Bay Area, we have this opportunity to make money while we sleep. And I think that that is something over time, and I can't actually quantify the time, but let's just say within a, a four to 10 year period, no matter where the values of homes have been, they're going to improve and increase. And while you sleep, home appreciation is what will put money into your retirement package. And generally speaking, that's usually come out a pretty big number, I would think. So the Bay Area has it. Many other areas do not. Uh, we can talk about other states such as uh, Nevada and, and Texas and Florida with no state income taxes. They do have uh, that benefit, but yet at the same time to find that level of appreciation that we have here, the money while we sleep, um, a factor you just don't have it. Yeah, I have a a, a college buddy uh, went to Indiana State and married a local gal there. Didn't know you had any friends. Well, I I've got a couple. I don't like to brag about the couple that I have. Uh, in, in any event, um, he bought his house about thirty years ago for uh, two hundred thousand dollars, and I talked to him recently. It's now worth three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. So that's kind of emblematic of what we see outside of California. We, we, we just don't understand. He said, you know, you've got California dollars, I've got Indiana do dollars, and they're dramatically different. I mean, you know, I bought my house 30 years ago for a modest number, and it's worth a whole lot more today. As we all know, California real estate has appreciated, as you've just said, appreciably more than 
almost anywhere on the planet, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, the reason for that, Pat, is that we have so much to offer here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We're, we have the city for, for nightlife, if we like. We have the Silicon Valley, a um, couple other great areas such as Monterey, Carmel Peninsula. Beautiful down there. And then you can go up to the wine country and get married if you want. You know, you can do all kinds of cool things. And not to mention Tahoe and, and the beautiful skiing and things that we have up there. But primarily, we get that appreciation that's it's really focused on, on the business and enterprise that we have here. Other areas that I've noticed that's kind of important is, yeah, you don't have the appreciation in Florida and in Indiana and this kind of a thing, but you can get you can get cash flow from rental income probably mm, better there than in a lot of other places. Yeah, I mean, who, where else in the world can you ski in the morning and play golf in the afternoon? I mean, that's uh, it's a pretty unusual uh, concept. And so that's why the Bay Area will continue to be a magnet for wealthy people. I just read an article the other day. Uh, there are more millionaires in the state of California than any other place on earth. And I think there's 113 billionaires in the state. So uh, that's, a, that's a big number. And... I think you I think you hit it on the head. Silicon Valley has been the the epicenter uh, for driving wealth, not to not to uh, excuse Hollywood uh, and the whole entertainment business down south. Um, so we've got some strong industries and agriculture certainly has been kind of the the um, the, um, the the pillar of just sustainable income year in year out. We, we generate more vegetables and fruits and et cetera for the world to enjoy. So it does have the diversification. Yeah, just to digress just a moment and talk a little bit more. In the Bay Area, people at the beginning of this year were saying, you know, how's the market? And boy, is it going to crash as far as housing goes? And I would say, I don't think so. And the reason is we have seen so scarce of housing inventory for sale that it's 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 just put all of the sellers or potential sellers saying, you know, if I don't get a, a decent number for my home, I've already refinanced it or paid it off and I've refinanced it a very low number. Why should I move? And then you got the buyers, which are primarily made up of the new generation, as we call it, or the millennials that are people working in Silicon Valley and they're driving a Tesla and two kids and a family. And they're looking at things differently. They're, they're more concerned about those interest rates than they are about that affordable mentioned uh, benefit of housing appreciation, housing appreciation, making money for you while you sleep, not to mention the tax benefits that you have of owning a residence. Uh, one, one point before we move on is that I, I see that people that have a high income pay a lot uh, of taxes out of their paycheck each time they have a paycheck. And if they were to take that money and say, you know what, $750,000 of that can go directly to my mortgage loan. And so I'm trading it from paying taxes to the mortgage loan while I gain the housing appreciation. That's a wonderful thing here in the Bay Area. Yeah, so Michael, when, in, in, in my world, when I, when I coach future future retirees, you, know, you go from the contribution phase where you're contributing to 401ks and IRAs for hopefully 30 or 40 years to now the distribution phase where you're taking money out. So it's a completely different mindset 
And now cash flow is very important. So your home is worth, let's pick a number, a million five in the Bay in the Bay Area. So do you downsize and go to Rossmore or go to Oakmont in Santa Rosa or the villages in San Jose and you buy down and you buy something for five, six, seven hundred thousand and you take the excess half million or seven hundred fifty thousand and use that as a as an incremental cash flow option. Or do you go to somewhere else in the state? Uh, some less lesser cost area. You don't need to be near Silicon Valley where all the great paying jobs are. You you move to uh, some outer reaches, whether it's Modesto or uh, um, uh, the 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 desert or the Lake Tahoe area. So there's other lesser cost areas where, again, you can buy something or even rent something. Some of my clients have rented and they are taking the excess cash and using it as a uh, cash flow that they can supplement, use it as a vacation uh, number, or maybe you've got to help your kids, your grandkids go, go, to, go to school. Uh, so you go from the Bay Area to the state, and now if you're willing to go outside the state, uh, there are lots of other options. Nevada, Texas, Florida, are the three states, Michael, we know. We've seen a lot of clients go to those states. Why? Because they're no income tax states. And we know in income state income in California, 13.3%, uh, highest in the nation, right? So that's a real savings month to month. You do the arithmetic and that, uh, that really um, ends up in your bank account and that looks pretty green after a while. Now, now, if you're willing to go outside of the country, the ones where my clients have moved to are Costa Rica, Portugal, Greece, some parts of Asia. Uh, wow, now you're, now you're really talking about not only buying a house on the beach or up in the mountains where you ski, but now you've got a gardener and you've got a, a chef and you've got lots of other accoutrements that... Uh, you know, you just don't realize uh, how well you can live in some, even Mexico. You buy something for under 500,000, then you're living like a king or queen. And um, so a lot of those options, Michael, my clients have opted for that. And they, they, they've, they've said, you know, goodbye to California and they come back and visit their kids or their families. You know, I was talking to a couple the other day and they were talking that very same thing. Said, well, I don't have a place to go. The point is that if you sell and you've got a million five uh, value in your home, your home value is a million five, and you sell it, you can put away, you know, a half a million to a million dollars into uh, your bank account. You have the ability to go anywhere that you want, do anything you want. So you could retire to a specific destination or to multiple destinations, or you could rent for a while till you determine exactly what you want. Just put your stuff in storage and obviously, you sell your home and you have that type of proceeds from the sale, you have the funds to, you know, pay for the storage without too much uh, pain. And then I'll look around and find out what you would like to do. You know, the simple math is if you sell your house for a million five, and let's assume there's no mortgage and you buy something for 500,000, you've got a million bucks left over uh, and you take five, six, seven percent uh, income that's fifty, sixty, seventy thousand a year, 
to supplement your Social Security if, you, if you're blessed enough to have a pension and or the proceeds of your IRA or your or your 401k. Uh, wow. Now cash flow looks a lot more attractive now that I've cashed in my expensive two by two by fours in the Bay Area. You know, one of the things, you know, you keep thinking about this is that uh, health care is extremely important. And so you're going to have to find a place where that has uh, enough of those attributes that you're going to be happy. Health care, you know, you could move uh, you could move to Scottsdale. You could move to any other area that you would you would please but one area that's so important for people and for human beings is the sense of community heck when i retired from the airline business more than 20 years ago i found i didn't have any friends that were located all the way around the globe you know everywhere you know they're up in cincinnati or they're down in charleston or they're there or whatever the sense of community is so very important and it's um something that uh, you, you're gonna have to ferret out if you retire and and you have the proceeds from your home and you're using that as a, um, a pole vault stick to get you into a suitable retirement um, environment. Um, I got to say that sense of, of community is unbelievable. We had one vacation. We went with a, a friend, a couple of ours to Italy and he was born and raised in Italy and we went to this little village in the back up behind uh, the city of Lucca and that the whole village like extended themselves to us. They were remarkable because they were so self-efficient. They could grow their own olives. They could grow their own grapes. They made their own wine. They had a uh, master that took care of the uh, the pigs in the uh, the area. And, and at the end of the year, they would, would slaughter the pigs and they would, would make the prosciutto and the sausage and everything that they did. And the cheeses, it's just so remarkable. And the hospitality there was so grand. In and in some places, it's not that uh, suitable for people like me. You know, you know me, I've only got one friend. That's my wife. And may, <laughs> maybe you on occasion, you know. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting when uh, when you travel. And, and, and part of my, my job, I always felt as a financial advisor, visit other countries so I can better coach my soon-to-be-retired clients. And so we've been to, we've been blessed with traveling to, you know, Dubai and Italy and Greece and Africa. And, and I always kind of poke my head in a realtor's office and kind of say, you know, give, give me a, give me an idea of um, what a, what a three bedroom, you know, one and a half bath house would look like. And whether it's on the beach or in the mountains or whatever. Um, and so I can come back and kind of coach my clients well, if you move here, if you move there, you know, your, your cash flow is going to be, you know, amplified. But keep in mind, you're going to leave your family and friends behind. And if you're not outgoing and willing to join clubs and get involved in just what you do, what you described, get involved in that little village, um, you may be unhappy and you find yourself wanting to come back or you miss your grandkids. Uh, so all those things, it becomes the fabric of that decision that, that has so many moving parts that um, it's not easy. And I think you, I think you had, you, I think you hit on it. Maybe you rent for a year. You think you really want to move to Mexico. Well, maybe you, you rent for a year or six months and see how it feels. When it, it, it feels good, then you could always buy. But um, there are people who have moved to what appear to be you know, Hawaii, take Hawaii. I think something like 70% of people move to Hawaii after one year leave, they get rock fever. Mm. It's a beautiful place. It 
it is par paradise, but um, you're fairly isolated. You're on an island. There's no baseball teams to go see, no football teams, no, not much theater. Um, you know, you can't ski uh, too well in Hawaii. So it's, it's limited. If you love the beach, gosh, it's no better place on the planet, but it, it is limited. And uh, uh, sadly, I think something like 70% of people move back to the main, to the mainland. So it's all those things. Maybe you love to go on vacation and your mindset when you're on vacation is very different from when you live there. So Mexico is a great place to visit, but do you want to live there? And so all those things are um, uh, emotionally have to fit. Yeah, one thing that comes to mind with me is that people constantly ask us, you know, hey, how's the market? Well, I have to say it again, there's more than 50,000 markets, housing markets in the United States. And then there are sub markets, which are by price range. So for instance, you know, 700 to a million dollars. And then there's another range from a million to whatever. They move around a bit, but the market is like the ocean and all of the home values are in that ocean. If the market is robust, like we were predicting back in 2017 when we had our financial crystal balls out and probably didn't know, but we saw something coming. Right now, we have a very limited inventory. You put any demand to that housing inventory, the prices are gonna go in even higher. So if you're really willing to uh, look at the market today and you're really willing to sell your property today, you're going to get a very reasonable amount of proceeds from it to use in your retirement. So then the question is, what's the next chapter of your life look like? What do you do with those proceeds uh, and that's the pivotal question that we all come to uh, when we finish our work life and we go into hopefully a long retirement life. And um, gosh, it's just, just a whole new wonderful chapter that people move into. And it's, it's, the, it's the enjoyment years. You know, you've worked hard for many years and now you get to go out and do what you want to do. And the, the freedom of having time is is um, incredibly uh, freeing. And what do you do with the, with the financial aspects of your life? And does it tie in emotionally? Uh, and does it, is it comfortable for you based on those critical decisions that you make? And Michael, you and Nancy have been doing this for a long time and you've been able to coach a lot of clients that go from the big house to the little house or vice versa. Younger couples who've gone from the small modest homes to, to their dream to their dream home. So you're in that transition process as well and, and you've integrated that that um, that coaching beautifully. Wow, thank you for, so much for that. Now, you just came back from Greece. Uh, I know you and I, prior to your departing, we talked about Greece, we talked about Portugal, awesome countries, I understand, and you can live for like a third of what it costs here. Yeah, it's... Um, Tell me about your observations in beautiful Greece and, wow. and the Greek islands. Greek, Greece was uh, amazingly beautiful. Uh, Sant, uh, Santorini and Mykonos, are just you know uh, incredible little towns. Um, you could buy a really nice place oceanfront for three hundred thousand dollars, and I mean it's just ridiculous. Now you've got a different culture. The cost of food is a fraction of what we pay here. Um, 
but you're you're a foreigner, and unless you know the language and are comfortable or can learn it, uh, I'm of Italian descent. I spent a fair amount of time in Italy. I'm really comfortable in Italy, and if you stay out in the Tuscany region and you buy a little, you know, ranchette, a little, you know, with an acre or maybe some vineyards on it, I mean, it's just, it's just incredibly beautiful. But you've left you've left everybody behind, yeah. and you've got zero friends in that town, uh, zero family, and if those are important elements of your retirement, you're probably not going to elect to to go to those. You'll visit them, you know. Tuscany is beautiful. Um, we happened to, to uh, go to uh, Andre Bocelli's hometown and see him in concert at his oh his theater out way out in the country. It was just just a beautiful experience. Would I want to live there? I'm not sure, but it's a great place to visit, and it was great experience. Um, but um, so, so what about the retire? everywhere concept meaning that you know you like to ride horses but you don't like the the snow you could get a place up in in idaho and and stay up there for you know four or five months or so and then you like uh, you like the desert and or you need to be near healthcare. you go down to the desert and then you can spend some time in hawaii what about this retirement everywhere concept that some of my friends have been I don't have many friends. Uh, some of my acquaintances have been talking about, what about that thought? Isn't that great to think about that, you know, uh, you could get a little place here, a little place there? It's certainly a lifestyle that a lot of people would envy, and you get a little taste of everything. When when the weather turns bad in Idaho, you go down to the the uh, desert. And when the desert gets too hot, you go to Hawaii, and maybe getting a couple condos in a couple places, or renting so there's lots of options and look we only go around once and we're getting older and we know we've seen friends and relatives go through difficult healthcare issues so you've got to follow your heart and certainly the money kind of can drive those decisions but it shouldn't dictate those decisions and I think the lifestyle you've always dreamt about now's the time to try to try it out I subscribe to International Living, it, I would encourage you to go on their website and they have a lot of great stories of people who, who moved and you name the place, you know, all the places we've been talking about. And um, they're what they, the, the common theme is that they're enjoying every day of their retirement, whether they stay a year, two years, five years or less. Um it's 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 your turn to enjoy the fruits of your labor and how you do that is really dictated by what you and or your spouse have dreamt about for your entire life you know i find importance when you say what you and your spouse always dreamed of as it draws attention to the incredibly important habit of dreaming i just like it when people our clients our friends talk about their dreams in some cases many of us may tend to engage themselves day in and day out in work routine just putting their head down and working all too often we do not attend to the joy and the happiness one can receive from simple dreaming then of course following those dreams. As a real estate person, it's incredibly rewarding to help a young family in their quest to own their own home. They look, they search, they plot, they plan, but most of all, you can see that they dream. And when that perfect home is found, it is truly a heartfelt moment when they realize their hopes and their dream has been realized. 
You have to dream a dream for a dream to come true. People of retirement age can dream too. It just may be a forgotten endeavor. It is important to dream about what makes one happy, as sometimes as we grow older, we simply forget to dream. Dream and go after your dreams while health still allows. You are listening to Real Estate and More. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back momentarily for more with our special guest, Pat Fatucci. <music> 